Good morning, Flagstone family. Today is Mother's Day, and this is probably uh, kind of like what we talked about with Easter Sunday. It's probably not the typical Mother's Day that, that any of us have ever experienced. Having to be um, not in our worship center, worshiping together, being with all of our moms together, inviting moms to come uh, worship with us, and, and all of us being at our homes, maybe in our living rooms, maybe in our bedrooms, maybe you're watching this uh, later on this week, you know, on your, on your, um, on your computer, your phone. It's just different. It doesn't. It, it almost doesn't feel like Mother's Day, I'm sure. Um, and yet, it is Mother's Day, and our church family chooses to celebrate that every year, at least for a few minutes, to celebrate our moms, to be thankful to God uh, for our moms, and just to take a, a few minutes to say uh, we appreciate you and and we love you. It's important for for our Flagstone family to be able to do that, and we want to do that uh, for you guys this morning. And we recognize we have. Just in our church family, we have moms in all sorts of different stages of, of motherhood. We've got moms with, uh, you know, babies or, or younger children. And, you know, you're at that point right now in your motherhood where you're trying to figure out how many hours of sleep can I possibly get, uh, you know, tonight or maybe even this afternoon and just valuing each one of those and wondering if you're ever going to get a full night's uh, sleep again and, and just looking forward maybe the biggest the biggest gift that you can get today for Mother's Day is that nap where you don't have to be uh, at your baby's beck and call at least for a few minutes and we have we have moms with kids who are a little bit older maybe preschool maybe even you know elementary age and 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 those kids can do a lot more things on their own you don't necessarily have to have uh, every waking minute with them but I mean, you still have to be there to help them to support them to protect them uh, to you know put on the band-aids and dry the tears and answer all the questions and feed them and, and all those kind of things. We got some moms uh, in our church family with uh, kids who are teenagers, maybe even college students. And now it's not so much as trying to you know protect them from falling on the sidewalk and skinning their knees. Now it's trying to protect them from all sorts of different pressures and, and uh, schedules and priorities and, and problems and issues that seem to, to pile in on your kids at this time in their lives trying to figure out how to give them some independence, letting them make some mistakes, and yet having your heart break when they do make those mistakes. It's a tough time, uh, a tough time of life to be a mom. And then we got some moms in our church family that you, you have kids who have kids of their own. Your kids are, are grown. They're out of the house. You survived. Congratulations. You made it. Uh, and now you get to have this different kind of relationship w with your child where it's almost more of an, an adult friend or companion and not this kid that you have to protect anymore. And all the good stuff that they accomplish and, and even seeing if you've got grandkids, you know, it's that time of life where you can spoil those grandkids and then hand them back to their parents. Uh, or you just get to celebrate all the things that you see your adult children accomplishing and, and you still have that that pride 
that moms always have for their kids. Um, no matter what stage of motherhood you're in right now, we want all of our moms to, to feel honored today, to be honored today uh, by your own families and by our church family. We want you to know how much we appreciate you and how much we appreciate all that you have done and all that you continue to do for your families and um, for our church family. And we also want to recognize, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of women in our church family uh, who maybe haven't become moms yet. Maybe it's just not the right time for them, or maybe uh, they've, they've tried in the past and it just hasn't happened. And for whatever reason, you haven't uh, either given birth to or adopted your own kids yet, but you still function in that role of motherhood for people in our church family and people maybe in your own uh, community as well. We thank you. We, we want you to feel honored today. We want all the women of our church family to know you are a vital piece of, of this church family. You are a vital part of our community. And we recognize how much time you take to bless people, even if it's not your own kids, to, to be there for people who need you, to serve, to, to serve them and try to help however you possibly can. We thank you for that. So for, for all of our moms today, for all the women who pour so much of themselves into their kids, their grandkids, the kids of other people, thank you. We love you. We honor you today. We hope you feel loved and feel honored by our God, by our church family, and by your own family today. I want you to pray with me, please. Almighty God, thank you for all of us. I mean, we've, we've all got moms. We've all got grandmas. And, and thank you, God, for these women that you put in our lives, for, for um, empowering them to help shape us into who we are, for creating a beautiful legacy of life for us to follow. God, we are thankful for uh, the moms-to-be. We pray for healthy pregnancies. We pray for healthy babies. We pray for uh, new moms to be able to to get some energy, get some rest, have confidence to know that that, that you are giving them what they need uh, to be the moms that they need to be. We pray for uh, the women of our church family and maybe even family members uh, that we're aware of, friends that we're aware of who have struggled to get pregnant, who have experienced miscarriages and, and how a day like today may be, may be difficult for them. God, we pray for comfort and compassion for them. We pray that you help us to walk with them and, and help them to remain strong in their faith in you um, during a day like today. God, we pray for, uh, for the women of our church family who just aren't ready to be a mom yet. They, they uh, are finding ways to use their abilities and the gifts that you've given them to bless others. God, keep doing that. Keep uh, showing them ways that they can pour their lives uh, into the lives of other people. God, we pray for just all of our moms today. May they be honored by their families. May they feel lifted up and empowered and loved by you. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. For the moms who raised us up, gave us hope, and made us strong. For the young moms who became moms sooner than expected and gave it all they had. For the single moms who had to figure out how to do this on their own. For those who never got called mom, but who cared for us all like a mom would. For the hurting moms who've loved and lost but never given up. For the praying moms 
who don't always know what to do, but always know who to talk to. For the working moms, the stay-home moms, the cooking moms, and the takeout moms. For taking care of us when you barely had enough time to take care of yourself. For teaching us how to walk and how to make a difference. For the late night snuggles and the early morning pancakes. For sitting with us after our first breakup. For lifting us up when others put us down. For the rides, the meals, the laundry, and the birthday parties. For the years, tears, laughter, and love. It's not enough, but we want to say thank you. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. We love you. We honor you. We remember you. We thank you. I'd like to say, Lord, from the start, thank you for breaking through my heart. Thank you for tearing every chain apart. When I was lost, you made a way. You turned my darkest night to day. You are my joy, and Lord, I'd like to say that nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody thrills me like you do. Nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody, Lord, but you. Nobody, nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody thrills me like you do. Nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody, Lord, but you. Nobody but you. When I am weak, my Lord, you're strong. Loving me even when I'm wrong. Lord, you are my salvation and my song. Every day I'll make the choice. Just listening, following your voice. Being with you, I can't help but rejoice. For nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody fills me like you do. Oh, nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody, Lord, but you. Nobody, nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody fills me like you do. Oh, nobody fills my heart like Jesus. Nobody, Lord, but you. Nobody but you. Good morning, church family. Happy Mother's Day to you mothers out there. Uh, Mother's Day, just like Marshall has been saying, has really taken up a new meaning at this time in 2020. Uh, we have moms now that were in a lot of different roles, but now those roles have been changed into something that is a little bit, a little bit more altogether. We've got moms that are teachers full-time now, moms that are chefs professionally, I'm sure, moms that are coaches, that are doctors, that are housekeepers, that are professional snugglers, that are friends. They are shoulders to cry on. These moms are wives and they are long-distance encouragers. These moms, you guys, are willing to be so many things so that your family can flourish. And as we are entering into a moment of communion, 
that kind of love and that kind of sacrifice is but a glimpse of the love and the sacrifice that Jesus displays to us. You see, Jesus took on different roles as well. On the cross, he took on the role of sacrifice. He took on the role of the offering, the selfless provider, the loving savior, the surrogate in place of our own shortcomings. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul paints a beautiful picture in a single sentence, a beautiful picture of what really happened on the cross. And he says this in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, he says, now for our sake, he made him, talking about Jesus, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. On the cross, we know that Jesus took our place in a place where we should be the ones that are dealing with the punishment and the consequences for our sins. Jesus was the one to take up that role. Instead of us being in that place, Jesus says, no, I'm going to take that on myself. And it's because of that that we see moms doing the same thing. Moms are sacrificing, they're offering their time, they're becoming and they're taking up these roles that are so beautiful and important and it's something I don't think any of us are going to forget. So moms, we want to thank you, to thank you from the bottoms of our heart and it's because of you that we can better understand the Savior's role of sacrificial love. So moms, thank you for being you because it's because of you that we can see Jesus more clearly. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for moms. God, thank you so much uh, for Jesus, our Savior, that came and died in our place. And God, we can look at the moms in our lives, the people that act as in the mom role of each of our lives, and it's because of their sacrificial love, because of them playing these beautiful roles in the middle of this time, that we can see you more clearly. And so God, help us to, to think about that a little bit more clearly today, to see the sacrifice that your son went through so that we could be in a place of righteousness, that he took that instead of us. God, thank you for sacrificing your son and for willing, being willing to do that just for us. God, thank you for moms and the way that we can see that truth so much more clearly today. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hide me away, O Lord. Hide me away, O Lord. In the day of trouble, neath the shadow of your wings. Hide me away, O Lord. Give me your peace, O Lord. Give me your peace, O Lord. In the day Trouble beneath the shadow of your wings. Give me your peace, O Lord. Safe in your dwelling place. In the day of trouble beneath the shadow of your wings. Safe in your dwelling place. Hide me away, O Lord. Hide me away, O Lord. Hide me away, In the day of trouble, neath the shadow of your wings. Hide me away, O Lord. 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 Hide me away, O
Hide me away, O Lord. Hide me away, O Lord. Good morning again, church family, and thank you for joining us for worship today. Thank you to all of our guests who are watching from wherever it is that you're watching this morning. I'm glad that you are worshiping with us. I'm glad that you're taking a few minutes to celebrate our moms uh, for Mother's Day today. You know, we've been talking the last few weeks about this concept of simplifying things in our lives, recognizing that there are some things that, that get complicated, that are complex about how we go through our daily routines. And some of us have lots of different aspects of our lives that can seem overwhelming, stressful, complicating. And we've, we've been talking about how to simplify some of those things, how to figure out the things that are really important, the things that really matter, and focusing on those, and maybe uh, trimming away or even getting rid of uh, some of the things that aren't as big a deal, and, and trying to uh, find ways to, to be, I don't know, less stressed, less overwhelmed, to really simplify some things in our lives. And I, I want to keep that concept in mind as we even talk about uh, Mother's Day today. Now, to be honest, Mother's Day can sometimes be kind of complicated. Um, I mean, Let's be honest, there's some of you that are watching this morning uh, who, it's hard to celebrate Mother's Day. You had what you would label as maybe a difficult mom, maybe uh, an abusive mom, maybe somebody that was just completely distant. And so it's hard to celebrate and be thankful for a mom that you had such a difficult um, relationship with. Some of us uh, don't have our moms with us anymore. And so when Mother's Day comes around, I mean, we're, we're thankful. We want to celebrate the moms we have, but it's, it's also a painful reminder that somebody that we, that we care so much about isn't with us anymore. Some women who are watching this this morning have, have struggled with not being a mom themselves. And when Mother's Day rolls around, they want to celebrate their moms. They want to be thankful for the moms in their own lives. And yet it's still a painful reminder of something that they want desperately to happen that just hasn't happened yet. And then, you know, you've even got the moms trying to figure out, or I guess, well, even the family members. Now, I know this is Mother's Day, and you're like, bless your heart, figure it out, figure out some way to celebrate your mom. But still, that's a little awkward and weird, especially with all the different, uh, you know, social distancing things that we're doing right now. And, and, you know, you start to think, well, do I get mom a present? Do I get her a card? Does she need flowers? Let's take her to her favorite restaurant. Oh, wait, we can't. Uh, you know, do we need to give her time alone? Do, does she want to spend more time with us? Do we do nothing because she says, don't make a big deal about me for Mother's Day? Or is that just code for you better make a big deal uh, out of Mother's Day? I don't know. And then you got moms themselves who are looking at this day. And it's, it's great that your family is celebrating you. It's great that, that you feel thanked and honored. But at the same time, how many times do moms question themselves? I don't even know if I need to be celebrated and honored because I don't even know how good a job I'm doing at this motherhood thing. I feel stressed. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. I, I, I feel like I'm making the wrong choices. I got failures. I got mistakes. My kids are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And, and yet uh, I'm the one that kind of put them in that situation. I, am I being judged by other people? Do other people think that I'm a good mom? Do my own kids think that I'm a good mom? You see, in just a couple of minutes, we've complicated Mother's Day. A day that's supposed to be simple where you just say, man, mom, great job. Thank you. We love you. In just a couple of minutes, we can complicate that. We can, we can make that so complex and ask so many questions and have so many doubts and, and all these different things that flood our hearts and, and, and flood our minds on a day that's supposed to be simple enough. Just say, thank you. Well, I want to try to help us. And, and to be honest, maybe it's just me that's overthinking Mother's Day a little bit. But I think, I think there's probably many of us that are just struggling with some of the complicatedness, if that's a word, of Mother's Day. 
So let's simplify Mother's Day today if we can. Let's figure out a way to, to, to kind of push out all the things that don't really matter and focus on the core of, of what we can do to celebrate moms today. And so let me talk to, let me talk to the non-moms for a minute. Let me talk to you know, us husbands, dads, kids, the people who have moms uh, in our lives. What can we do to celebrate moms, to really honor, you know, to, to make them feel special today? I'm going I'm to simplify it for us, okay? I need simple things. I need things kind of simplified for me in my life. So here's how to make Mother's Day simple. First thing we need to do is we need to honor our moms. We need to honor them. If you had a mom who took care of you, she blessed you, she went the extra mile for you, she stuck up for you, you know, went to bat for you, maybe even when, when you probably deserved to get in trouble or get you know, some consequences, if she fed you, if she clothed you, if she forgave you, if she forgave you a whole bunch of times, if she cheered for you even when it seemed like nobody else was or she was louder than everybody else, if you had a mom like that, you need to honor her. You need to lift her up today. You need to thank her today. You need to compliment her today. You need to pray for her. You need to thank God for her today. Even if, even if, your relationship with your mom isn't the best. Even if she had flaws, even if she made mistakes, even if there were times where she said some hurtful things, even if there were times where she lost her temper, even if there were times where, I don't know, you just would just say she wasn't the best mom. You need to honor her today. Because your mom, I'm sure, did some good stuff along the way. She figured out some way to be a blessing to you. And even for those brief moments in your own mind, you need to be thankful for those moments and thankful for her today. There was a church that, that Paul had a really close relationship uh, when you look through the Bible. It's a church called, in a city called Philippi. And the book of Philippians was written to that church. And you can kind of figure out both when you read through some other books of the Bible and also when you read Paul's letter to the Philippians, you kind of figure out this special connection that he had. Uh, and, and that church did some great things. They were encouragers. They, when Paul was away from him, matter of fact, when he writes that letter, he's sitting in prison and they're sending supplies to him. They had given money when they didn't even have money to give. They had given money to bless other people. But you also find out when you read through Philippians that they, they struggled People in that church struggled being self-centered. They had a hard time, uh, you know, blessing the, the other people in their own church. They were very me-focused. Um, they were stressed. They were worried. They argued with each other. They struggled sometimes with, with their faith. They're supposed to be instilling that faith not only in their church, in their church family, but reaching out to others, and they struggle with that sometimes. So they had some really good things about them. They had some really good characteristics about them. And yet at the same time, there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of flaws. When Paul writes his letter to the Philippians, in chapter 1 and verse 3, he says this. He starts out and says, you know, this is Paul. I'm writing to the church in Philippi. And then he says this. I thank my God every time I remember you. Now, Paul didn't focus on the flaws and the shortcomings. Paul didn't focus on, you know... Sometimes I, I, I thank God for you, and sometimes I don't, because sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. That's not Paul's attitude. Those aren't the words that he said. He tells this church, man, every time I think of you, I thank my God for you. That's honoring that church. That's lifting them up for all the good stuff and in spite of the not-so-good stuff. Paul says, I thank God for you, and that's what we can do for our moms. That's what we can do for them today. We can honor them. We can thank God for them. He Put them in our lives. 
and they've helped shape who we are. And so we need to take a minute today, if we haven't done it already, to honor them, to lift them up, to make them feel special. So honor them. However you choose to do that, honor them. Is it a card? Is it fixing their favorite meal? Is it just giving them a hug and saying thank you with sincerity? Thank you, mom, for what you've done. Whatever it is, honor your mom today. And the second thing that we can do besides honor is, is to learn from our moms. This is how we can celebrate our moms, is, is learning from them. Learn what they share with us and, and learn from what we see uh, in them. Maybe your mom shared some really good words of wisdom with you. Maybe uh, she was the one that, that would be the, the shoulder to lean on and just have the right thing to say or, just, or, or the, right, uh, the right meal at the right time, the right, I don't know, choices, to, took you shopping at the right stores, whatever it was. She, she did what she needed to do for you at just the right time. Maybe you watched how much she loved you and loved your family. Maybe you got to see the way that she poured herself into the lives of other people and tried to find ways to serve other people. And, and we can learn from those things. Look at the life your mom has lived to this point. What can you learn from that? Can you learn patience? Can you learn compassion? Can you learn grace? Can you learn hard work? Can you learn responsibility? Can you see those things in your mom? Then learn from that and do that yourself. Even the flaws and the mistakes, even the things that we might look at and go, man, she didn't get that right. Boy, that was a wrong thing to say. Well, that was, that was a hurtful thing. Or I, I know she made the wrong decision there. I know she has regret. We can still learn from those things too. Flaws and mistakes can be teaching moments for us as well. I mean, you know, I just talked about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is, you know, we look back at him as one of these amazing Christians. It seems like he never said the wrong thing. It seems like he always did the, the right thing and made good choices. And he's, and he's preaching to thousands and he's starting churches. And he's just this amazing Christian hero. And yet in Romans chapter 7, uh, we won't read through the whole chapter, but just go read it on your own sometime. Paul is very honest in Romans chapter 7. He says, man, I've got all sorts of flaws. Uh, there's all sorts of good things that I want to do, and I don't do them. I, I do this over here instead. There's all sorts of things I want to say, and these are the words that come out of my mouth. These are the thoughts I want to focus on, and I end up focusing on these thoughts. He has all these flaws. And yet he says, back with the church in in. Philippi again, Philippians at the end of the book in chapter four and verse nine, he tells those folks, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put that into practice. Do you think that church got to see some of Paul's flaws too? Not just the good stuff? I'm sure they did. I'm positive that they did. Paul says, whatever it is that I taught you, whatever, whatever the good stuff was that you saw in me, Learn from that and go do it. Whatever the not so good stuff was that you saw in me, learn from that and I guess don't go do it. <laughs> go do what, what I should have done. And what I'm, what I'm trying to get across is, is Paul is saying, man, learn from me, the good and the bad, and then whatever you've learned, go do that yourself. That's a way to celebrate our moms. That's a way to celebrate the legacy that our moms have created in us. Whatever we have learned from them, the words of wisdom, the time spent, the gifts given, the ways that our moms have served, go do that for other people. And even the stuff that we look at and go, mm, that wasn't the best thing in the world. Okay, learn from that and go try to be better. But if we can honor our moms and be thankful for them and thankful to them, and if we can learn from them and live out the good stuff that we've seen in them, 
What a way to celebrate our moms. Not just on Mother's Day, but every single day of the week. That's an awesome way to lift us up. That's a simple way. I know I say simple. That's a two-step process. Easier said than done that I, I realize that. But that's a way that we can celebrate moms in our lives. Now, let's talk to moms for a second. Again, Mother's Day can be really complicated. Motherhood can feel complicated. I mean, you know, one of the things that, that I thought about, you know, coming into this lesson was, was just kind of investigating what causes motherhood, what causes this role of mom to feel somewhat overwhelming, to feel stressful, to feel complex and complicated. And, you know, instead of looking up some answers on the Google, which would be, you know, fairly easy to do, I decided to ask the moms in our church family. So we put the word out. Let us know. Send us, send us some answers. We want to know what is it that, that makes motherhood, what, what is it that makes your role as mom sometimes feel complicated. And we got a variety of different answers. And I'm so thankful for, for these moms that are willing to be honest about just how complex and complicated being a mom can sometimes feel. But some of the ones that, that were kind of in common, some of the ones that several moms shared, one was just the expectations, maybe their own expectations. This is what I think a good mom looks like, and I'm not for sure that I'm, that I'm reaching that bar. Or maybe it's other expectations that they see. They see other moms doing certain things, or maybe somebody says, well, this is what a good mom looks like. Are you doing that? And just having that pressure, just that stress, that anxiety of trying to meet expectations, either what they think they're, for themselves that they're supposed to be or what they assume other people uh, think of them. A lot of moms struggle with balance. We got working moms who, who uh, you know, also want to spend time with their families. We got moms who uh, stay at home, but, the, but those days are filled with all sorts of different activities and maybe even some guilt about not being out in the workplace um, anymore and keeping up with all the kids' schedules. I mean, as your kids get older and you sign them up for different teams and different activities and you got to get everybody to where they're supposed to be and make sure everybody's fed and clothed and, and they're and, and respectful and works hard and gets all their homework done. And you're in charge of all that. And how do you balance all that? And even to try to find some time for yourself to take care of yourself, it's difficult. It's overwhelming. It's complicated. Several moms talked about just, just the feeling of, of insecurity, the feeling of inadequacy, the, the voices in their head that say, I don't know what I'm doing. And just how overwhelming that can feel sometimes to look at, at the role that they feel like God's put them in and yet feeling completely inadequate at filling that role. Moms worry about what kind of impact they're actually making on their kids. That if, if I discipline my child in this way, or if I allow my child to do this activity or not do this activity when they're three years old, what does that mean when they're 33? What kind of, what kind of adult am I turning my my child into and just the the worry about that and the the stress and the anxiety with that those are just some of the things that a lot of our moms shared that when they look at this role of motherhood when they look at this role of being a mom this makes it feel complicated this makes it feel stressful and overwhelming and it's not that that it's a constant feeling you have those moments it's not like every single day, every single minute, every single waking minute, you're constantly feeling overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and complex and all those different things. But you have those moments, maybe several of those moments, where, where as moms, you're just like, I want to simplify this. I want to, I want to know how to, how to you know, make this better, how to deal with it at least. 
where it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And we even asked moms about that, by the way. We asked our, our flagstone moms, what do you do when it gets to feeling overwhelming? What do you do when it feels complicated? And there were a lot of different uh, answers for that. Some moms said, well, I just go, you know, I take a break. I go for a walk. I might just breathe for about 10 seconds to just kind of get away from it. I may go exercise. I may sit in the closet and cry. Uh, some mom said, uh, you know, that's when I reach for the adult beverage to kind of get me through uh, that moment. Um, but a lot of moms also talked about not just getting away from whatever the situation was for a minute, which you're totally allowed to do. But also they spend time praying like, God help me or God protect my children and keep me from killing them. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But they, but they spend time in prayer. They spend time talking to other moms, maybe their own mom or maybe some other moms with kids their age or, or maybe some moms who have been through the experiences they're going through and just finding some advice that way. Uh, even just some, several of these, of these moms in our church family even said, man, sometimes when it just gets complicated and overwhelming, just suck it up and keep moving forward. And just press on. I'll get there. I'll figure it out. So what I want to share with you for just a couple more minutes this morning is, is not uh, anything earth-shattering, anything that you probably haven't even heard before or haven't tried, but I want, I want to encourage our moms today. In those moments when you feel like, man, this is complicated, this is complex, this, this, is, this is too stressful, I'm worried about this, Here's some quick action steps that might help, that might help simplify the moment that you're in right now until you can move past it. First thing that you can do is just take a moment. Just take a moment. When things are overwhelming, when things seem confusing, when I don't know what the answer is or, or where to find the answer, I might just need to take a moment. Just breathe. Sit still. Take a step back, maybe even try to see whatever the situation is from a different perspective, but, but just hold on and be still for just a moment. There's a story told in the Old Testament in the book of 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, and there's a prophet in 2 Kings chapter 6 whose name is Elisha, and he was a faithful prophet. He, he could perform miracles. He could give messages, get messages from God and give those to other people, and he had a servant that helped him, I guess, take care of his daily needs and, and uh, maybe deliver messages for him and all sorts of different things, but, but there was an army that had come uh, because he was prophesying against them. They had come and surrounded Elisha's house, kind of lived outside of town a little ways, and they had surrounded his whole house. And the servant gets up one morning, and he opens the, the windows of the house, and he sees soldiers, and he sees horses and chariots surrounding the house. And in that moment, panic sets in. What are we going to do? I mean, I'm, just a pro I'm not even a prophet. I'm the servant of a prophet. I don't know how to handle this situation. Look at all these people that have come to take our lives or cause us some kind of harm. How do we fix this? How do we survive this? And Elisha steps up and says, and, and, and prays. In 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 17, it says, Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes so he can see it. Open his eyes so that he can see. And, and the Lord uh, allows his servant's eyes to be open, and he looks beyond the soldiers and the horses and the chariots that are surrounding the house and sees in the hills on the other side of them chariots and horses of fire, representing the army of the Lord recognizing for the first time, hey, God's already here. God's already moving to action to help me get through this time. He didn't see it in the moment. He didn't see it because he was so focused on what was right here in front of him. He didn't see what God was already doing to rescue him from that situation. He needed to take a moment. 
And when he took a moment, when Elisha prayed and, and, and the servant's eyes were, were open, he was able to see when he took a moment away from whatever was causing the stress, then he could see things for how they really were. He could see how God was already moving uh, and, and was already on his way to rescue them. Moms, that's what we need to do sometimes. Instead of focusing on this moment right here that is stressful, that is overwhelming, that is hurtful, that is, that is causing me to think, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to handle this. In the, min, in, in, the, in the middle of that moment, take a moment. Take a step back. Maybe even open your eyes and see what God is already doing to empower you to deal with this or the rescue that God is already sending for you. First thing that you can do, moms, when it gets complicated, is take a moment. Second thing is to take a knee. And I hope you understand what I mean by that. You take a knee, you get on your knees, you spend some time in prayer. When things get overwhelming, when things get so complicated, you're not for sure what to do, bring God into the situation. Invite his presence into your heart. Ask him to empower you with what you need to be the best mom that you can be. Take a knee. Take a knee for your kids. Pray for them. Lift them up to God. Ask him to, to give them safety. Pray for the friends of your kids. Pray for their future spouses. Pray for their future jobs. Spend some time on your knees lifting your kids up to God. Pray for yourself. Pray for wisdom. Pray for grace. Pray for the ability to forgive, the ability to see things from your child's eyes. Pray for compassion. Pray for hope. Pray for the right tools. God, give me the words. Give me the actions. Give me what I need to do the best I can for my kids. Spend some time on your knees. When the moment gets too complicated, when the situation is so complex, you're not sure what to do or how to handle it, take a knee. Spend some time in prayer. Peter offers this promise in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says, cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Moms, I know this about you already. You can be in the middle of, of working on a project, fixing dinner, uh, helping a kid with the homework, and some other kid will come walking up to you and, and say, Mom, look at this, or I need your help with this, or they're crying about something. And even though you have all these other things going on, you can hear your child's voice and you can respond. You will, you will do whatever you can to fix it in that moment. Why? Because you care. Because you love your kids. You want the best for them. Guess what? Our Heavenly Father feels the same way about you. In this world, in this universe, with all the things that God is in control of, with all the things we have going on in our world, with all the politics and the economy and the pandemic and different things going on in different countries and, and the, the religious differences and the arguments and the schedules and the priorities and everything that's going on, our God listens when His children call. He hears your voice. Why? Because he cares. So cast all your anxiety. Take all of it and say, God, here it is. I'm on my knees. I'm giving this to you. Do with it what you can. Empower me to do with it what I can. Moms, when things get complicated, when things get complex, let's take a moment, let's take a knee, and then let's take another step. Let's take another step forward. Last summer, I got to spend time with our teenagers, with several of our teenagers, climbing a mountain in Colorado, something I'd never done before, and they allowed uh, this old out-of-shape guy to go with them to climb this mountain. And there was one particular day, we had these big heavy packs on our back, and we're walking up uh, this trail, and um, I was walking behind one of our teenagers, his name is Chance, 
And if you don't know Chance, Chance is a great kid. I hope you tune in uh, to our online worship next Sunday because you get to learn more about Chance during our senior Sunday. But um, Chance is, I don't know, he's what, eight foot six, something like that. That's probably stretching a little bit. He's really tall. He's taller than I am. Uh, and he's a cross-country runner. He's in amazing shape. We're walking up this mountain with these packs on, and it is not a problem for Chance at all. Not only is he in really good shape to be able to walk up this steep ascent, but uh, he can take really long steps. It would take two of my steps to equal one of Chance's probably. And I, in this moment, in the, in, in the part of the climb that we were on, I was right behind Chance. And I'm trying to keep up because I didn't want all these teenagers behind me to think, man, look at this old guy. He can't even make it. I was hoping they couldn't hear me wheezing. Uh, I was going to be really embarrassed when my heart exploded and they had to kind of push me off the side and continue on the climb. That's what I was worried about. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up with Chance. I'm not even looking up the hill where we're going. I'm watching Chance's feet and I'm struggling and, and, and I'm breathing hard and, and I, I feel weak. And I'm, this isn't something that I've even done before. And my mind and my body were, were screaming at me to stop. Stop doing this. But I kept telling myself, one more step. Just one more step. And just keep going. And take another step. And another step. And another step. And we got up to where we could get some water and take a break. And I didn't follow Chance up the mountain anymore after that. But I just took one more step. And that's what I want to encourage our moms to do today. I recognize that sometimes moms can feel the same way. Maybe, maybe feeling like, I haven't done this before. I haven't dealt with this situation before. Maybe feeling like, you know, looking around and other people are handling this, handling this a whole lot better than I am. And maybe my mind and my heart is telling me, you're done. You're failing. You might as well quit. When those moments come, and they will, let me encourage you. Just take another step. Just keep moving forward. You may have failed. You're not a failure. You may have messed up. You are not a mess up. Just take another step. You fall, you get up. You take another step, you keep moving. There's another guy that's talked about in Scripture. His name is Peter. And, and Peter uh, was one of Jesus' disciples. And on the night before Jesus' death, Peter made these really bold predictions. I'll stick with Jesus no matter what. I will, I will die for you if I have to. And a few hours later, Peter is proclaiming with a very loud voice, I don't know who Jesus is. Jesus suffers his crucifixion. He's dead. He's buried. Three days, again, uh, three days later, he, he raises again from the dead. And Peter's probably very excited about this and also very nervous about possibly seeing Jesus again. Why? Because he failed. I mean, colossal failure. Very public failure. Telling everybody that he would always be faithful to Jesus and within a few hours being completely unfaithful to Jesus in a very public way. He ends up having this conversation with Jesus after Jesus rose again, and they're, they're walking along together. And it's in John chapter 21, if you want to look it up uh, in, in your Bible or on your Bible app. But three different times in this conversation with Peter, Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, Lord, you know I love you. And three different times, and I'll just show you verse 17. Jesus says something along the lines of, feed my sheep. And what's he telling Peter? Peter, I'm not going to be around a whole lot longer. And somebody's going to need to fill in the gaps that I'm going to be leaving. 
Somebody's going to need to take the role of leader. Somebody's going to need to help these people who, who have this new faith in me to keep walking forward in faith. Peter, that's going to be you. What's he really saying? Peter, you fell. You failed. Let's get up. Let's take another step. Keep moving forward. Do you love me? Then let's take another step. Keep feeding my sheep. Moms, if it hasn't happened already, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to do things that you wish you hadn't. You're going to say things you wish you hadn't. Okay. Do you love your kids? Do you love your family? Then let's keep moving forward. God's not done with you yet. Your family's not either. Let's take another step. Let's keep moving forward. When we fall, we get up, we take another step again. That's how to simplify this job of motherhood. Take a moment when you need to. Take a knee on a regular basis. And take another step, even when you feel like giving up. So we'll wrap, wrap up this morning and just say, you know, thank you again to moms. And, and kind of challenge our moms and maybe even challenge all of us. This isn't just a, this isn't just a mom thing. All of us need to, need to uh, work on simplifying some of, the, some of the, the temptations, the struggles, the failures in our own lives, learning how to simplify those things down, deal with them, and move past them. All of us can learn, hopefully, how to take a moment when we need to, how to take a knee on a regular basis, and how to take another step, even when we're not sure what direction we're going, even if we failed in the past. But maybe moms can be the ones to lead the way. Maybe our moms can be the ones to show us how to do that. I'll wrap up with this. I had, in my experience when my kids were younger, I coached my boys in different sports, football, basketball, baseball, a couple of times in soccer, although I really don't know that much about soccer. But I remember this one time um, having, you know, kind of a younger age baseball team. And there was a kid on our team uh, who had never played before. He's a good, you know, little natural athlete for a nine or 10 year old. But he had never played baseball before, and he was kind of timid and kind of scared about the ball coming at him. He didn't mind throwing it. He didn't mind running the bases. But if somebody threw the ball to him, he's a little bit nervous about that, and he's a little bit scared. And that happened the first few practices that we had together. And then this one particular day, we're having practice, and I needed uh, the guy that was coaching with me couldn't be there that day, and so I was kind of handling practice by myself, and I needed a volunteer, and I looked at this crowd of parents in their lawn chairs that were watching practice, and I said, I need a volunteer uh, to go over to first base. We're going to throw, I'm going to hit grounders, and the kids are going to throw the ball to first base. I need somebody over there to catch. And I was thinking it would be one of the dads, and this mom shoots her hand up, and I was like, okay, and it was this kid's mom. And she goes over, and, and I gave her an extra glove, and she goes over to first base. And what I didn't realize, you know, I was just glad, hey, great, awesome. Let's have a mom out here catching balls, throwing to first base. What I didn't realize is I don't think she had ever caught a ball before. And, of course, when they're little kids, you're not for sure exactly where the ball is going to go every time they throw it anyway. But even when it's coming to her, I could tell this might be a new experience for her as well. But she stood there and she, she you know, tried to catch and, and tried to move her glove wherever the ball was going and they would make bad throws and, and there were a couple of times that maybe it didn't hit her glove and maybe hit some other part of her body and she took it and she smiled and she, you know, kept encouraging. You know what? After that practice, her son never had a problem again being scared of the ball. I think because he saw his mom, he learned from her hey, it doesn't always go 
perfectly, but I can get out there and I can be courageous and I can try to catch and I can have a fun time doing it. He watched his mom do what I needed him to do. So moms, lead the way for us. Set the example for us. Show us how to take a moment, to take a knee, to take another step. We'll do our best to follow. Let's pray. God, thank you for these, these amazing women you've put in our lives to raise us, to bless us, um, to take care of us, to show us you. So God, we lift them up to you and we ask you to bless them today. May they feel honored uh, in their role as mom. May, may they know that we are doing our best to learn from them uh, and to, to follow the legacy that they, are, that they have um, established for us. God, show us through our moms how to be humble enough to, to take a moment when we need to, how to be humble enough to, to take time with you on our knees to pray. And show us through our moms how to be courageous enough to take that next step when we've fallen, to take that next step when things seem overwhelming, to take that next step when we're not even for sure what direction it is that you're leading us. Give us that kind of example through our moms and give us a willingness to follow. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I said it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Well, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It made my heart in love. Wrote my name above, and just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. And I said, It's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. It's all 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 right. Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Well, I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to makes it right and i said it's all right 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 yes we know that just a little talk with jesus makes it right it's all right. 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 Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I 
said, it's all right. 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 Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Do you believe it's all right? It's all right. 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 Yes, we know that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Blackstone family, thanks for worshiping with us today. Uh, thanks for singing with us, for praying with us, for celebrating moms with us today. To all of our moms, we've said it multiple times already this morning, but again, happy Mother's Day. We thank God for you. We appreciate you being part of our lives and this church family's life as well. I uh, just want to remind everybody about this afternoon. If you didn't get to come out on Saturday and sign your name and write scripture on the floor of our new worship center, uh, then you can do that today uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. You're welcome to come by. Prefer for you to bring your own Sharpie, but we'll have some extras here uh, for you to use uh, if you want to do that. So plan for that today if you didn't get to do it on Saturday. And just use this as an opportunity not only to see the new building almost completed, but also uh, to, to you know, give a blessing uh, to our, our church family as well. And then also be ready for next Sunday, a uh, special Sunday. It's going to be Senior Sunday online. Uh, for our church family, so that's going to be exciting for us. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that Sunday. Uh, we've got a full presentation that's going to be happening 30 minutes before our regular 10 a.m. service. So tune in to our uh, Flagstone Facebook page and YouTube at 9.30. Uh, we're going to have a nice little presentation there recognizing our seniors in the middle of all this craziness. So yeah. our goal uh, is to be able to recognize our seniors, to offer a little bit of light in the middle of a lot of stuff that's been canceled. Uh, and... Marshall's given me the opportunity to be able to say some words that's, right. <laughs> that's Sunday, too. That's right. Uh, so we really are excited about uh, that. So please be there. Invite all of your uh, your parents, extra family and everything to join Aunts, us. Uncles, in cousins, random right. neighbors. People that whatever. couldn't actually be here for a senior Sunday right. can be here with us online, that's right. which is something that we haven't been able to do before. So yeah. be looking forward to that this next Sunday. Uh, other than that, we really pray that you guys ho uh, have a really, really good week. And hopefully yeah. we'll see you maybe today. Yeah, hope so, this afternoon. Yeah, thank you guys for worshiping with us today. Happy Mother's Day. Um, you love your mom? I, my mom's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I love her. I sent her a Happy card. Happy Mother's Day, Brandon's mom. <laughs> Hi, Laura. <laughs>